0: This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is a Shareable mini episode where I ask the guest 10 important big questions, and they have to answer them as fast as they possibly can. I call it Think Fast. Welcome back to Shareable. This episode is called Think Fast, and today my my guest is Jeff Harry, and he has to answer my questions very quickly. So, Jeff, here's the rules. I'm going to ask you the questions, and you have to start answering as soon as possible because you have to right. think as fast as possible. Right. You can take as much time on the answer as you want, but awesome. you have to jump. It has to be like first-level thinking. It's like instinct reaction type Instinct
1: reaction. Okay, here we
0: go. Here we go. You ready?
1: You ready? Uh-huh. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> uh Question one, what book should everyone listening read next?
1: Uh, Gay Hendricks, um, The Big Leap. And the reason why is because he talks about two really important things, uh, finding your zone of genius and also how you self-sabotage Ooh. and how when you reach a certain level of happiness, you self-sabotage. But if you can break through that, you can actually get to a certain level of fulfillment you've never got into before.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Okay. What's your favorite podcast? And you can't say shareable.
1: Oh, right now it is Brene Brown's podcast, but specifically the Priya Parker episode where she breaks down how do we go back to work. And then it's a two-parter where then Priya Parker has a meeting with her and her staff member where they call Brene Brown out on her own B.S., in meetings. It is fascinating. I had a whole discussion with uh, my friend Dimple and Angie about it. We just made an episode about it because it was that good. So Brene Brown's, Priya Parker's uh, part one and part two episode of like... That's amazing
0: and it's totally going on my list. Okay. Question three. What negative experience in your life are you most happy that it happened to you?
1: Ooh. (laughs) It is when... I was in engineering school, which I probably shouldn't have been an engineer because that's not my personality. (laughs) And I realized how important marketing is. So we were doing a project where you had to use a balloon to power a vehicle, like a small vehicle, and my team bailed on me. So it was just me. And the night before, I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. And then I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I just had a melted spoon in a pot. That's all I had. And I had an hour before the event was coming. And Mind you, people have been working on their projects for months and I'm about to do this in an hour. So what I did was I made this Lego vehicle, right? And I put this balloon on it. I knew it wasn't gonna work. I knew it wasn't gonna work. And then I rolled in, but when I rolled in and they were like, Jeff, Harry and team come, I played night rider music. As I walked in, I played the night rider music. And I came in and everyone was like, oh, and then it transitioned to either A-Team or, or something else. I don't know, some other like inspiring song. And like everyone's gathered because the music's is so big and and like my vehicle looks really impressive. Right. And then I detach it and then I pretended to try to get it to work. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't work. I got a C on an F project that day. That's phenomenal. Because of the marketing, solely because of the presentation. Presentation can like make any poop look amazing.
0: (laughs) So, um, Quick aside story that I have similar but different because it wasn't a marketing lesson, but I was in uh, high school and we had a project where we had to use a piece of paper to create a link in a chain. Uh And we, like everybody was folding and doing all this origami. And my team basically was just like out of ideas and like people kept trying things that wasn't working. And at the very end, about two minutes before it was uh, ready to go, I just twisted the paper and I tied in a knot, we won amazing and that was for me a moment in learning that sometimes last minute can be last the best time sometimes
1: last minute you,
0: be you never me. know You right. never know what's the lesson you wish that you learned earlier in your life
1: oh nobody knows what they're doing
0: That is such a good lesson. Nobody
1: knows. Everybody's
0: making it up and they're everybody's making it up as they
1: go along. And I and I've realized it many times in my life, but it was so apparent during the pandemic. Yes. So apparent. When you saw like Gary Vaynerchuk and Brene and Simon Sinek and all these other thought leaders, and they didn't know what they were doing. Lewis Howe, like none of them. They were like odd, they were doing their Zoom meetings in ugly rooms just like us. And it was just like oh, they're not experts. I mean, they're they're good. They know what they're doing and they do their thing really well, but you are an expert of yourself, right? Yeah. And, like, and I tell this to people all the time, like any advice that I give to you, if it resonates with you, it's only because you've given yourself that same advice. I'm just reminding you of what you already know. So a lot of times we need to let go of what we're trying to become like these other thought leaders or trying to reach Oprah level and just do us, man, because we are experts, dude. And we're dope. And and just remember, no one knows what they're doing.
0: <laughs> I love that. I saw a TikTok recently that someone was like, hey, when you go to a job and you see that they've done it a certain way and you feel silly for speaking up because they've always done it that mm-hmm. way, speak up. Because yeah. chances are they've always done it that way because some idiot like four years ago did it that way. And that's how it got to be a that's standard operating got, yeah. procedure. So just speak up. I was like, that is good advice.
1: That's great advice.
0: All right, what do you think is the most important skill of the future?
1: Empathy. You, by far. It's so I mean, funny.
0: I normally when I ask that question, I say you can't say empathy because it it is the number one answer.
1: Yeah. Because empathy so followed by like emotional intelligence. Like yeah. which I don't even like emotional intelligence because it's like EQ and it's just a fancy way of saying like you mean empathy, you mean yeah. understanding? You mean humanity? Shared humanity. If I can't say empathy, shared humanity. It's okay, a belief cool. that it's a belief that that your productivity is not a measure of your worth, that you're more than that, that we're getting away from that and that we're understanding that we're human beings, right? And that we need to stop like forcing people into become like human doings or human machines. Like, this is ridiculous. What, what, why are we doing this? Nobody enjoys this except for maybe like a couple of people are making a ton of money off of us. Yeah. But all of us feel exploited. So, why are we buying into this? Twiddling, Let's stop measuring our productivity versus our self worth.
0: 100%. All right. What industry or career path do you think has the most promising future or potential?
1: Ooh um i don't know um I, if i was just to throw it out there it's just like there's this world in TikTok that is fascinating to me and i'm not saying it's TikTok. i think i'm more fascinated with this idea that um what makes that app so interesting and better than instagram all these other ones there's yeah. some truth there's so much truth being told in one minute. I've learned so much about history, so much about like, you know, DEI stuff. So much, I mean, granted, there are people also just doing dances on there, but there's something about creating communities like that, where it's so real that like when you're trying to fake authenticity, you're called out on your stuff so much. Yeah, Whatever industries can do more of that, where you're giving people a reason to celebrate their uniqueness and how strange they are. Those are the industries that I feel are going to be successful. I don't know what that industry is going to be, but it's going to be stuff like that. That's why so many people are advocates about TikTok because they love how weird it is and how it celebrates weirdness. ADHD TikTok
0: makes me feel seen. Mm -hmm. People are out there talking about like, I do this thing and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 No, it's phenomenal. I totally agree with you. All right. Uh, What's one thing everybody listening to this episode should go and do today? They either have to be able to complete it today or at the very least start doing it and completing it shortly thereafter or starting a new habit. Something you should do today.
1: Get bored. Get bored. So this is crazy coming from a play guy, but like in order to actually get into flow, you have to first identify what actually soothes you. Um, my play mentor, Gwen Gordon, taught me this, that like you can't play when you're in an anxiety-ridden state, right? You can't play when you're angry, you can't play when you're sad. So you have to identify, okay, what soothes me? And you actually adopt your nervous system or the way in which you cope from the people that took care of you the most. So if they didn't have good coping mechanisms, you might've adopted not good coping mechanisms, right? So you first have to analyze that. Okay, like what makes me feel good? Oh, I love to buy stuff when that when I will celebrate. but what else do I do also when I'm feeling unhealthy? Oh, I also like to buy stuff. So that's not like, that's not healthy to be doing the exact same thing. So first identify, okay, what actually allows me to cope and what soothes me? Oh, when I take a shower, I have a lot of ideas. Oh, when I go for a walk. Oh, when I go like running or play basketball. Oh, when I dance in costume at my house. Whatever first soothes you. So first soothe yourself, right? And then once you do that, then get bored. And what I mean by getting bored is, stop binge watching Netflix, stop looking at YouTube. And I'm not saying forever, I'm talking about 30 minutes. I'm talking about maybe an hour. Oh my gosh, I don't have an hour. You're on your phone five hours a day. You can find 30 minutes and you just sit there or you walk and you there, but you allow yourself to have those mischievous ideas that you used to have as a kid when you were really bored. And then you listen to those inner, inner child, that inner curiosity you know, that intuition, it's going to whisper to you a nerve-sided idea, some crazy idea, like start a podcast, make that video you've been waiting to make, email that person you've been wanting to email for six months, do that thing you've been like thinking about forever and actually do that. And when you do that, regardless of whatever happens, regardless of the, whether, you know, you get a lot of, you know, it goes viral or it doesn't or whatever it is, the idea of simply jumping into that world of uncertainty expands who you who you are. It expands what's possible. And then every time you do a nerve-sided idea, once you allow yourself to get bored, all of a sudden you're starting to have an adventure you never thought possible.
0: That's amazing. That's that an amazing answer. It's an amazing answer. All right. If you could have any one superpower, what
1: would it be? Ooh, this is my favorite one, as I've asked. So this is a crazy superpower um, that doesn't really make sense, but I still love it. I want the ability to be able to like, you know, like put my, like maybe my hand on someone's shoulder or, and um, another shoulder or like hold hands of two different people, whatever, maybe just a finger. but But I'm able to make a connection between these two people And what happens is when this happens, those two people experience the entire life of the other individual. They actually, as if it's them, they fully almost download everything of the other person. Now, here's the thing, because this is what I always ask when I ask the superhero question. What superpower are you willing to have? But then what are you willing to give up in order to have that superpower, right? Like some people will be like, I want to fly and I'll give up my, you know, ability to taste like something big, right? Like, oh man, That's you're going to give up food? Add that in here. Like that, add that in there because that always makes it. So the thing that I'm willing to give up and this is why the superpower I almost feel like is is so powerful is if those two people are not ready to experience each other, they both will have a nervous breakdown and I'll die. Wow. So, so next level, you didn't like next level, dude. So I, I have to use this superpower sparingly clearly to make sure those two people are ready to do it because if they're not ready, I can't, so you can't force two people that like hate each other because they're just not ready. They're just not ready you know? And so that is it. Yeah. So they both have a nervous breakdown and I would die. So I have to be careful about how I use this superpower and maybe I never use it. I don't know. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) I think you just changed. Think fast moving forward.
1: Change the game, baby.
0: Okay. So here's why this next question um, I'm going to ask it, but I'm going to be replacing it with the question you just gave me. So next question. If there was a drug that you could take or a vaccine that gave you an 80% chance of developing a superpower and a 20% chance of developing an incurable terminal
1: disease, would you take it? Yeah. So you know, that uh, one,
0: that one, I'm going to get rid of and I'm going to yeah. change I it mean,
1: I, I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you because like I have an 80% chance of changing the world.
0: Well, you 20%. have an 80% chance of getting a superpower. Yeah. Now, keep a, in mind.
1: Getting a superpower that would help me change the world. Not right?
0: necessarily. You could, your superpower could be that you could grow your ears double the size.
1: Yeah, still, I would do it. I would do it because here's the thing that's so fascinating about getting it. This the, the what 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 is so awesome about a superpower? What's so awesome about superheroes is they make you believe anything is possible, right? So anyone representing any level of like, massive skill set gives you permission to believe that's doable for yourself. Simone Biles is a superhero in many people's eyes. Z- Z- Zalia avant who just won the National Spelling Bee, she had three Guinness Book World Records before she won the National Spelling Bee. She's the first, first Black person ever, ever to win the National Spelling Bee yo, dude, like Sarita Williams, like, I mean these are like powerful, amazing Black women that are setting the tone for everyone of like what's possible, so in many ways, like each and every one of us can represent almost a superhero to somebody else, someone else is looking up to us all the time, right, someone else is always watching us, even though we're not, we don't know we're being watched, right, so by getting this whatever superpower or, or more so what I say is just like owning the thing that makes you come most alive. You then are then by showing up fully, you then are giving other people permission to show up fully. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, hundred (coughs) percent. Love it. And I will say that that is the absolute best possible answer you could have given to that question in its swan song.
1: And I will say this because I always say this, and I thought this maybe this is the perfect place to, to end on this because I always love this. Remember Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. So I uh, at the end of Goodwill Hunting, for anyone that hasn't seen it, Matt Damon's a genius. Ben Affleck is not a genius. They're best friends, they're hanging out at a construction site at the end of the movie. And you know, Ben's like, When are you gonna take this high-paying job? Right? You could be at any think tank in the world. And Matt's like, I'm not, I'm gonna work construction. And we're going to hang out with each other and we're going to raise our kids and take them to Foley field. And that's just what we're going to do. And Ben turns to him and he says, if I see you here in 20 years, I'm going to kill you. Like I'm literally going to kill you. And Max like, what, what, what I owe it to myself. And he's like, F you dude, you owe it to me because I'm going to be here in 20 years. And I'm okay with that, but you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket and you're too scared to cash that in. And for everyone listening to this, you're sitting on a freaking lottery ticket. And this is not about you cashing it in for yourself. This is not about you. Forget about you. This is about this idea that someone is waiting for you to do their, your thing so they can do their thing. Somebody is waiting for you to take your risk because they can't do their risk until you do your risk. So when you actually do the thing that makes you come most alive, right? The Howard Thurman quote of don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is for more people to come alive. When you do the thing that makes you come most alive, You are then changing the world right there because then you are giving permission for everyone else that's paying attention to you. Your kids, colleagues, random people you don't even know, you are giving them permission to claim their superhero power. So what are you waiting for? Are you going to actually show up and cash in on your winning lottery ticket? I love
0: it. And, and I love that quote, because that's so much of what's behind the Superhero Institute for me is like, I just believe we, the world needs more superheroes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna do everything I can to give people tools to become superheroes. If you do it on your own, great. All right. So I have the last question for you is a little bit of a callback to uh, when I was on your podcast. Um, we had a little talk about this, but uh, now it's your turn. So mm-hmm. I know you already know the context of this. So I have the infinity gauntlet. I have all six stones. Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer it to you. And you have the opportunity to put it on and snap your fingers, but much like Tony Stark, it's very likely that in the process of snapping your fingers, it will cost you your life. But as you well know, having all six stones in the Infinity Gauntlet grants you the power to basically remake reality and anything in it in how you would like it to happen, right? So you have this unbelievable power at the Infinity Gauntlet. So the question is, if I give you this gauntlet, are you going to put it on and snap? And if you do, what happens after you snap?
1: Ooh, I'm trying to think of the, how I know what I'm going to say, but I'm trying to think of how I'm going to say it. Um, here, let me uh, just follow my train of thought. Okay. You know how the best fans in a stadium are in the top and the nosebleeds. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's define best.
1: I want that switched. (laughs) I want to snap my fingers and the people that are the biggest fans are down below. You know, I want a situation where the people that have the most empathy that are putting the most work in, that are being paid the least amount, all of a sudden are in charge. You know, I want people that, that care about other people to be the leaders of the world you know I want a situation where male patriarchy and white supremacy isn't a thing that we really have to deal with anymore like right I, I want to challenge what like the power structure is and and that belief that you know we're all in this together that we actually like collectively can like solve things like climate change and poverty and And that we're like, you know, we have enough, like we, we, we can figure this out. We have enough money, we have enough resources, we can figure it out. I want that world. I want that Star Trek type world where we're like, we understand better, we know better. And we're willing to actually like live our values and not just talk about them, you know, and that we're not dissuaded by greed and, you know, and vanity and instead just like put people first and to the point that i to, to the point that it's a world where if i'm walking and i see these people having a dinner and i'm like man that looks really good they'd be like here have a piece that's the world i want to live in that's I the i dig world. it i dig it and if
0: you were to do that and you were to snap your fingers and all that happened i could walk over to you afterwards and say you can rest now yeah. This has been Think Fast with Jeff Harry, my guest. This has been Shareable with me, Jeff Gibbard, your host. And this episode has been Shareable. Wait, don't leave. If you've never listened to my fancy outro, do it just once for me, please. Okay, if you enjoy Shareable and you find it valuable, there's a few ways that you can support the show. One, you can share it on social media, which I strongly encourage. I mean, it's literally the name of the show, Shareable. Two, you can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're an Overcast user, as many of my listeners are, make sure to click that star button on the episodes that you like. The third way that you can support the show is by blogging about it or discussing it on your own podcast, or even by making a YouTube video where you talk about one of the episodes. And then the final way that you can support the show is by supporting it directly on Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Now, before I let you go, I want to tell you about one other thing.